Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice. We're thrilled to have United Intentions Radio join us here on Angel Heart Radio to inspire you with your own intentions and how you live in the world. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by angellight777.com. Welcome to the Good Intention Show, coming to you live on the UI Radio Network. The Good Intention Show is sponsored by the United Intentions Foundation at unitedintentions.org, a virtual community where you learn to create, track, and manifest your passions one intention at a time. Look for us on Blog Talk, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, and many more. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram under United Intentions and on Twitter at Higher Intention. Yes, this is the Good Intention Show, where you will meet people who live life intentionally and hear about things they're not telling you in the mainstream media. And now, here's the truth seeker, the snake charmer, a legend in his own mind, broadcasting live all over the universe, your host, Mr. Tim Ray. All right, WDJ listeners out there, 99.1, Facebook, YouTube, Patreon now. we got the Patreon account. Welcome to the Good Intention Show. I'm Tim Ray, your host, and we're here with a very, very special guest. He's local, Roswell local, uh, Dr. Bergeron and uh, Rhett Bergeron, and we'll talk a little bit more about if you guys, how do you find an integrative doctor? Because guess what? They're like the hottest things now. Everybody wants to own one. Everybody wants to have one to put in their pocket, you know, because they're realizing that the allopathic mode, the allopathic method or a medical model, it works for only for severe things, but for chronic illnesses, it's not the best thing for you. No. And guess what we're suffering from most? Chronic illnesses, right? So uh, everybody wants a doctor in the box, an integrative doctor. We should, like, come up with a little sign or... A, you know, um, some type of marketing technique. You know, how do you get your own in- like win an integrative doctor? Have one on like on a like you know those those uh, what do you call those uh, sales or, or not sales, but you you put them on the front on the on the back of a uh, not back of it. I'm trying to think of of a, of a board where you're selling people. You know, for a little while. Oh yeah, yeah. Auctions, that auctions. Auction, that, yeah, auctions. Yeah. We should have integrative auction doctor auctions. That'd be cool. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, it's innovative. I know, right? You know, I, I think I think I think Bergeron would do pretty good. Yeah, I think you would. I know. We'll see. But anyway, guys, we have a great show for you today. Uh, it's going to be about integrative medicine and also many other things. You can always type in on Facebook or Spreaker, ask some questions as well. Uh, in addition to that, let me mention a couple of the uh, business here before we get into the topic of the day, and that is uh, Patreon. Go to our Patreon page, Patreon backslash UI, UI Radio, I believe it is. Uh, if I'm not saying it right, Jesse will kill me. But anyway, go to our Patreon. You can type in United Intentions Foundation. You'll see it there. Uh, and on top of that, download our UI app. It's uh, Go to your Apple store. It's called UI, UI Radio Network. You can have our shows 24 hours, seven days a week, and we're loading them up every day. We're adding on new shows. We just added uh, Dr. Amy Derry's show, Wholeness Healing. She's going to be dealing from a dentist perspective on on the effects of everything in, in your in your body uh, because it's all connected. We're realizing that now. Wow. Our specialized separating the uh, the medical uh, model here I don't think is the best thing for it. We're realizing too. Yeah. So um, so check it out. We have more shows coming on, uh, probably eight or nine onto the network. We have so much coming up in this near future. Jammin' Planet right now is launching their DVD series. We've had the world-renowned integrative doctors from Dr. Cowden, Dr. Mercola, Dr. Sinatra, Dr. Zach Bush. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, hundreds of doctors we've had. I think we got 24, or at least 16 and 24 experts uh, on DVD. We'll be selling that. Um, we're selling it now. I think you go to getyourlifebacknow.live, getyourlifebacknow.live, and you can start picking up the, uh, I think we're selling DVDs as well as the uh, downloads. So uh, get it, check it out. It could save your life. You never know. I mean, this is these are doctors who have been healing people with chronic illnesses and um, and not getting much play, not 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 getting much media play. Almost like I'm going to talk to Dr. Bergeron about that guy yesterday with the scalar energy, killing viruses. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring that up later on. Yeah. I'll get a little surprise for him. <laughs> All right. So uh, check it out. Uh, and last thing I want to mention is go to unitedintentions.org. That is our site where you can learn to create, track, and manifest your intentions one intention at a time. 
guys, detox from your social media. Get out of the stinking thinking and go to a place where it's, number one, it's free. That's always makes you feel good, right? It's free. And on top of that, you can start meeting like-minded people who are raising their frequency, raising their vibration. It's, that's what it's all about. That's health. That's everything. Our thoughts and feelings are, are physical, physical um, properties. It, it actually affects our body directly. And we'll get into that later on as well. So you go there and you can start posting what you're grateful for, what you're what your acts of kindness you're experiencing, what you're laughing about, what you love, all that creates this biochemical dance in your body. And, and it actually our thoughts we know from people like Dr. Bruce Lipton and many more is our thoughts not only travel and affect within our body, but guess what? They actually affect outside of our body too and other people and other things. And it's a magical world we live in. It's uh, quantum physics gone wild, right? It's just amazing when you hear and you see what's going on. It's this reality that we think we're living in is not what it's all made up to be. I mean, you think this is solid, but it's really not. It's mostly empty space. Same thing like in here, you know, <laughs> empty space. So listen, guys, uh, check it out. Go to one last thing is go to uh, getyourlifebacknow.live and, and find out what these, uh, these world-renowned doctors are talking about and how they're healing people. Very important. So who do we have here today? Dr. Bergeron. I tell you, he's my doc, and I, I just think the world of him and his crew out there. Um, I think um, we have one of your gals coming on the show a little bit too. Yeah, Wheeler, right? She's coming on, and she's wonderful as well. An incredible team. Uh, Dr. Bergeron focused on nutrition, guys. And this is probably the number one thing in, in integrative medicine is nutrition. And we just kind of, you know, blow it off for a Twinkie. Here's approach to, his approach to uh, illness has evolved over time, and his understanding has broadened to, this, to, set, to see the world array of factors that influence health and cause disease. He began to be more aware of the role environment factors and toxicity and disease, such as heavy metals, Pesticides, and where are we getting heavy metals from? Everywhere. I mean, food and land, land, yeah, sea, above and below. Uh, yeah, mm. it's it, it's like it's like you know, guys. You don't know we're in a war right now. We're not even aware <laughs> of it. You know, <laughs> it really is crazy. It's upside down crazy. So, uh, pesticides, electromagnetic. I mean, EMFs, cell towers popping up everywhere. You ever wonder what the purpose of those things are? I used to. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm sure it's insidious like, like everything else out there, you know. Just you can't trust a cell tower. This is bad. So uh, emotional, um, electromagnetic chemicals in our food. Also, he deals with the emotional, psychological, and spiritual aspect of illness, which is critical in that. Uh, now he's 20 years later. He is places great emphasis on in is great emphasis, I should say, in addressing these with his patients. Uh, and uh, I'm sure people travel over not only Georgia, probably around the world or come see you periodically and – I think that's amazing. So welcome. Welcome, Dr. Bergeron. Thank you, sir. Good All to right. be here. Wow. We have so much to talk about, and I, I, I want to jump into eventually how do you find a, 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 an integrative doctor, number one. But I want let's just – I know you don't like to talk about yourself much, but you don't mind. I'm, I'd like to talk about you. We All can right. do that in a minute. All right. So uh, you're an MD. You went to, you went to MD school, and, uh, and you got your degree. But somewhere in there, you realized that you didn't want to go through the – typical medical model you found you found the integrative energy <laughs> they or it found you so how, how'd that experience go down you know after the first two years of medical school i was very disillusioned about working as a physician and truly helping and healing people in their uh, pursuit of health i realized that I would be handing out prescriptions and putting people on a growing list of medications that had side effects and interactions and sometimes caused death and never really restored health. So that was the dismal future for me. So I began to look outside of the mainstream medical school model and I found physicians and different types of practitioners who were helping their patients with a health and wellness message. And so I began to pursue that. And by the end of medical school, I was, I was quite clear what I was going to do in the future. And so during my residency training in family medicine and internal medicine and pediatrics, I began to incorporate natural methods of healing and using nutrition and even simple uh, forms of detoxification. And I began to do that as a resident in training. And then by the time I finished my residency, again, I was even clearer on what I was going to do and not do. So my vision has always been to have an integrative clinic with a broad array of uh, practitioners and therapies under one roof and offering uh, comprehensive, integrative uh, pro protocols for patients to restore their health. Wow. Well, I mean, and you're doing it, and you're doing it now. But let's go back a little bit because you said a few things that I found very intriguing. So while you're an intern, 
I guess you call them interns, right? While you're intern, you're you're kind of playing with this, you know, magical potions here. You had to be like in the closet, very careful, and only certain people could find out. I mean, how you how you handle that? You know, because that wasn't looked. It's well, not, still not looked on well, uh, with favor. Well, you know, there's an old adage: there's a time and place for all things. So when you're in the surgical suite, uh, you know, delivering babies or doing C-sections, or when you're in the NICU with small babies, you apply that care. But when you're in the clinic outpatient and you're seeing patients for follow-up, you can then talk about diet and eliminating certain toxic foods and taking magnesium for their high blood pressure. So I just simply didn't so much hide anything, but there's a time and place to do certain things. Sure, sure. It wasn't like a wink, wink. Listen, what I'm telling you is not true. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure at some point, and this is probably where the, I would assume for me it would be the probably the frustration, the frustrating part of the moment, is when something uh, is contraindicated that your your allopathic solution versus an integrative solution, and you're like, which one do you choose? Which one do you say to your patient? Right. Well, you know what's. What makes it somewhat easy is remember that the ultimate decision and responsibility is the patient, the person seeking health. I am, in a sense, their coach. I am their assistant. I am there to educate and try to help motivate and help them make proper decisions, but I don't make it for them as a general rule. Right. Well, does the allopathic doctors – I mean some just – I've seen many different layers and different types. Some are very assertive. Some are very laid back, you know. Uh, but do you see a distinction between the integrative uh, doctor's approach versus consistently? I'm not saying each time, but say in general, versus an allopathic doctor's approach? Well, generally, yes. The, the allopathic doctor just sort of dictates, here's what you're going to do. Here's what we do. And the patient typically just follows. Uh, in the holistic integrative approach, it's more of a partnership. And the patient is seeking uh, answers for health and what's the cause of their problems. And, and they want direction from the physician on how to take responsibility and how to find the cause and how to change their health. So it's a completely different model. Right. Well, and, and I've seen that. And, you know, one's a little more ego oriented and one's a little more, hey, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, you got to heal yourself. Right. But it, it seems like that's been the given. I mean, I talk to my parents um, my father's, you know, fighting health issues. My mom just passed away a couple of years ago and I could not, I mean, I couldn't give her a million dollars and said, Hey ma, you know, don't listen to this doctor, go listen to this integrative doctor. And she was like, are you crazy? This is my doctor. You know, he tells me what to do. And, and so there's this almost this hypnotic, um, abdication of responsibility over that we do to these these this old paradigm of doctors you know and i and I, listen i get it allopathic acute doctors we're, we need that you know when you have an acute crisis or situation you better be grateful you have one you know so it's not that you don't need that just the problem is it dominates our whole medical model and it needs to be the the five percent not the 95 percent in my opinion but i mean it seems like how do you get past this masses of, of people that believe that the doctor has the answers and I'm nobody? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a mindset, isn't it? Yes, but remember, there's another old adage. <laughs> we don't cast pearls before swine. Ooh. So that's I what we learned down in Louisiana. Is that, yeah. <laughs> we, that's one place we learned that. So I try to meet every patient where they are, be discerning about who they are and how do they think and what are they looking for. And so if an elderly patient who's 90 years old comes in, they may have a certain mindset and realizing they just don't have a holistic integrative mindset or the energy. So sometimes I meet them where they are right. and their children who may be 50 years old, much more holistic. Their 25 year old may even be more holistic. So I think to a certain degree, we don't cater completely to each patient. But we want to understand their mindset and meet them where they are and give them what they can handle and lead them along. Right. Well, I, I wish that was more of the, the, the rule than the exception. And I, I think in time, I mean, people have to realize, you know, on our show, we have all we basically have is integrative doctors or at least allopathic doctors have gone integrative um, and not – not, not that we wouldn't have. I think we had a couple of, of allopathic doctors. But my point being is that, you know, you may think, well, there's there's a whole bunch of these integrative doctors out there. But my last count I heard is less than 1% of the doctors are integrated here in the States. That's probably correct. I also think the number is growing significantly every year. But then also understand that when a traditional physician 
enters the integrative world, they're very young in their ability and knowledge. And so there's a huge spectrum of ability. A learning curve. So sometimes a, a, an internist says, oh, I'm holistic now. Yeah. And he basically he uses vitamin D. <laughs> yeah. So he's not quite holistic <laughs> yeah. yet, but he's making progress. Or, you know, even adding on the powering on that uh, there is you have also these hospitals that are saying, oh, we're integrative. And, and all they do is give out vitamin D, you know. So I mean, you have to be very careful. Well, well a good example of that is, yeah. is Cancer Treatment Centers of America. You know, on TV, a great commercial. But essentially, they've added some nutritionist and some green tea <laughs> to their very conventional protocols. Now, they do a good job of, yeah. of conferencing about a patient and working as a team of oncologists, but it's still a very traditional model. Yeah, chemotherapy, radiation, and, you know, I mean, leads right to that. And Big Farmer's happy, and the public's somewhat appeased because they think they're getting something that they're really not getting. And so, to me, I find that just... Uh, very deceiving <laughs> and not good, but that's just my humble opinion. Now, back to the integrative doctors who are saying they're holistic, are, you know, I agree, and there's a heavy learning curve, and that's, I think that's why groups like Dr. Cowden, Cowden's group, uh, ACIM, and Dr. Sconyers, the Sconyers, uh, how important they are to have this kind of doctors training doctors, integrative doctors training uh, future integrative doctors, because they get into the details of what's going on. I mean, you know, you know how hard it is to explain to somebody one to even believe you about muscle testing, you know, to ex explain the science of muscle testing and then to show them, you know, you know, like, oh, you just let your fingers go. I mean, so it's just like, you know, it's, it's a complete mindset and understanding our, our bioelectrical being that we are. Uh, just that one example alone. Think of all the other aspects of integrated medicine seems woo-woo, right? <clears throat> so do you, um, do you have an understanding how um, you're training, you train people all the time? Do you have a certain program that you kind of like uh, a forward that you say, listen, this is – I have to kind of explain to you a little bit what integrative medicine is first and then I could get into some of the treatments. I mean you have like a, a prep. As, as far as to other practitioners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but you know the field of integrative medicine is so vast that you cannot learn it in a hurry and right. it takes quite some time. And there's a balance of the functional medicine side where maybe we're dealing with molecules and we're measuring things in the blood and the urine and the hair. And, there's the, and then there's the bioenergetic side where it's a little bit more difficult to measure in a conventional laboratory sense. And then there's the mind and the heart. Mm. That's what the, – all of that is part of holistic integrated medicine. So it takes quite some time to really orient a new practitioner and they have to learn – they have to take baby steps in each one of those areas as they go along. It sounds like you know you really need – like because you need to learn the acute model too. You need to learn how to fix an arm. You need to learn how to you know fix a heart, whatever. But it seems like in – how long is med school? Six it, years? Med, medical school is four years yeah. and then generally there's a three to six-year residency, residency program. All right. So let's just say – let's just say 10 years, okay? So in a 10-year period – why can't they have three quarters of that, say six or seven years integrative medicine, and then four years allopathic? Would that make more sense? Well, how would you break up the? How would you break it up? Divide it. Well, I think that I would just simply incorporate into that ten-year model nutrition, environmental concerns, muscle testing. But I think that that type of of technique. Uh, bioenergetic testing yeah. needs to be done probably outside of the conventional medical model. And there's there's plenty of opportunities that have developed in this country with different academies of integrated holistic physicians. And, and let me ask you a question, though. I mean, so you're not com completely bought in on the bioelectromagnetic aspect of healing because uh, you're just – you think that should not be incorporated into our, say, our new medical model that we're trying to create on the integrative level because why? No, let me restate that. I'm completely uh, convinced that it is, it's important and it should be a part of medical education. But I think that it needs to be – there's so much in conventional medicine to learn, learn to right. master well that I think that after you lay the foundation, uh, a practitioner has to decide somewhat early on whether they're going to be more conventional, you know, a hospitalist or an ER physician or a surgeon – are they going to be more holistic? And then they have to choose their training 
uh, accordingly. accordingly. Right. Well, don't I mean this is where I get confused, and and, and I'm so glad we're talking about this topic because. This is our future, you know. We need, we need, we need brilliant men like you and women uh, to come together and say, you know what? Let's let's have a think tank here. Let's let's regroup, stop everything because we know we're not curing people. We're just dealing managing symptoms. Let's regroup and let's just start right from the beginning, so all the new new kids coming into med school can get the proper balance of integrative and allopathic training. So, and let's go with the ten year model because it sounds pretty simple to do. Um, so. You th- you're saying is that the certain conventional, like how to fix a broken arm, you got to learn certain organs, the parts, how everything works, um, should be taught first, and then the uh, bioelectrical later on in yeah, that process think, because I, it builds. It's a foundation builds on it. Yes, I think that you can have the functional, nutritional, and bioenergetic concepts taught all the way through. All the way through, okay. Because you you want to start your foundation right. Yeah. But I think that the techniques you, the, later on, and and then the other thing is I think that the the traditional allopathic model of of medicine and pharmacy, um, I actually don't have much hope that that <laughs> we can really use those facilities. I think the answer is to start over and have a different brand of medical school that is truly integrated from the from the beginning. And it's not controlled by the pharmaceutical world or the medical boards yeah. because their model will not allow for a healing view of medicine. Right. Well, that's where I agree wholeheartedly with you. And so I think those people in the um, in those – I call them power roles, key positions, need to be ousted. And more people with your type of mindset need to be put in there to help with the transition. Because what, to me, you know, honestly, the gig's up. We all know that you know what the plan is to keep everybody sick and to make money off them, and the doctors can rationalize themselves and go on and pay off their debt, whatever, and and pretend like everything's fine and don't want to learn and expand. But you know what? That's not your future. That's not your future, doctors, patients. It's not. This is the future right here. This is the future. It has to happen. It's inevitable. We're learning to heal ourselves, and we need to get serious about changing the medical model now on a grassroots level because these jokers are not going to. Like you said, I don't have faith in that they're going to – they're making they're making trillions of dollars over the decades here, people, keeping people sick. And you have to understand you know, whether that's the motivation or there's a more insidious reason, but that's what's happening, I mean, on every level. So we got to get a think tank of people together, like we're doing, and, and talk about revamping our medical model from the scratch. So I, this is my understanding, and I'm no doctor or no um, scientist in that sense, but just from my interviews and what I gathered over the years of talking to people such as yourself, uh, is that you, know, you really can't, go to med school and just learn one specialized, you got to learn about dentistry. You got to learn psychiatry or psychology. You got to learn, you know, the, the, being an intern, a family doc, you got to learn all the different aspects of medical, not just one piece, because how often can a dentist give a, a, a directive or a medicine or uh, a, a prognosis to someone with uh, that's contraindicating to the, what the internist is saying because of, you know, they're not taking account that your meridians are tied to your teeth, you know? So, I mean, it, 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 it needs not need, – now, how are you going to incorporate all that in there in that 10-year period? There's definitely time. <laughs> and, 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 the, and the medical schools have to at least present this material. There's so much material that it's, it's hard to present everything. But yeah. if, the, if the physicians have never a chance to even view it, they'll never incorporate it later on or practice it. Right. Wow. I mean, it is a big feat if you think about it, right? I mean, you're talking about turning the sh- not just turning the ship to the left or right. You're talking about slamming on the brakes and reversing this giant ship going in this direction. It's not going to be easy. But sometimes it's, it's easier to build a new ship than to raise the Titanic. Right. So what do we do with the Titanic? We run into an iceberg? What do we do with this sucker, man? <laughs> so, I, I, for example, you mentioned ACIM earlier in yeah, uh, yeah. Dr. Cowden's group, and I think that more and more – uh, medical students, residents, and doctors need to turn to those types of integrative associations of physicians and receive their training and s- join these memberships, and we become a much stronger, united, you know, force. For- force, right? Well, I-, I think what you know, I agree with you. Number one. And I think on the doctor's end, that has to happen. And some of the things that we've been doing, like the Doctors Rock and Get Your Life Back Now and, and ACIM Connect, is critical to get 
get this known out there because you know you're looking at less than one percent but people are climbing but it's really getting these new graduates into these med schools really understanding that you know it's more than there's a chemical response to the body. We are a bioelectrical as well, and and there's solutions, and they each one interact and deal with different solutions or prognoses, and and so it's critical to get that education in on that, at that level. Uh, what I was going to say is that the these, it's really I think waking up in the, how it's really going to change is this grass movement from the patients. I think the patients are got to come in and say, you know what, I don't I don't want Tamiflu. You know, I want I want the peroxide, you know, in a bag and and get kill this thing immediately because the Tamiflu is I you know I don't know what people are saying, but all I know is that it's, people are dying who are taking Tamiflu at times. So so you need to be thinking twice about everything. And I'm no doctor, but you know I wouldn't give my kid a Tamiflu. I'll tell you that right now. But I mean, we need to. It needs to be a grassroots from the patients, right? When, couldn't that really make a big difference? It, it already it it is making a difference, and it has been for decades. Over the last fifty years, this this trend is growing. It's almost, I think, like an avalanche. Ooh. It's growing and it's driving many of the changes in medicine. Uh, for example, I have patients who come to me from a specialist and specialists are now prescribing certain, uh, for example, probiotics with antibiotic courses or they're pre prescribing vitamin E for certain circulatory issues. So uh, it's happening. It's right. changing. So, uh, so I'm sure you have other uh, non-integrative MD colleagues. Yes, many. Okay, and so you are uh, you're seeing personally you're seeing a change there. Yes, I see uh, many types and work with many types of practitioners. Uh, some are they have different levels of licensure and certification, but I also see that the public comes to, for example, for example, a clinic such as mine, and they. They recognize the ability of different practitioners to assist them. They don't all have to be licensed medical doctors, but each practitioner who's studied and paid their dues can contribute to a patient's education and motivation and, and treatment protocol. Wow. Well, that's that's incredible, actually. I think that's um, that is a future, and, and to have these doctors that you're talking to waking up uh, and doing, you know, maybe baby steps, but they're making baby steps in the, in the right direction. And, and remember this. A single practitioner, a single medical doctor can't know everything. Yeah. Can't yeah. have all the answers. You need to be a part of a team yeah. that's working together for the best interests of each patient. And a part of a team that ha that's integrative team because, like, you may not be able to go teach the whole aspect of dentistry in a, a integrate the new integrative model, but you can introduce – a week, two weeks, whatever, about dentistry to the MD who's going for the MD that, you know, hey, these teeth are actually have meridians tied to different organs. And if you if you pull the wisdom tooth or you pull the tooth out the wrong way and it gets bacteria in there, that could actually affect and, and poison your certain organ. So you could have that at least that that conversation, that initial uh, awakening. Wow, really? I never heard of that before. In fact, I just heard just in Fran, we had Fran Drescher, which I forgot to mention, Jesse, sorry. We had Fran Drescher on the show uh, the other day and Kelly interviewed. And she was talking about now and uh, there's that we're finding out about our appendix is that the appendix is the brains could be the brains to our lymphatic system, which is our immune system. And we just nonchalantly just take it out. In fact, there's certain protocols where they just take it out. If, if they're doing surgery or something else, they'll just take it out as part of a protocol in hospitals. And, you know, what if that's true? What if the, the appendix can be so-called the brain of our lymphatic system? And we're just, just taking it out because of the other monkeys took it out in the past. You well, know? because we failed to appreciate its, its real function. <laughs> One thing I found uh, you might, your, your listeners may find this interesting is that with a suspected low grade, even a moderate pain, uh, appendicitis, you can use prescription antibiotics, even herbal antibiotics, and you can resolve that scenario very quickly. Right. And I've done that through the years and it's, We've we've saved a lot of people from surgery and from losing their appendix, like like garlic and things like that. Or uh, yes, right. So <laughs> yeah, so so our first method, and that's where the problem is, you know. And and I think even Fran Dredge was talking about where our medical model is built on a triage. It's built on you know wartime that you know you just you, you solve the problem no matter what red it is. You got to take things out. You got to cut an arm off. You got to whatever. You stop the problem rather than thinking it through and you have, we got a little time here we're not always in the we're not, we're not always in the sympathetic nervous mode here you know let's you maybe change your nutrition maybe start like take garlic instead of going right to the antibiotics that that napalms all your good and bad bad bacteria you know i mean why go why go to that extreme if you don't have to and especially if it's going to do harm to us right um, uh, you know we're going to we get back from break let's talk a little bit uh, about how to find an integrative doctor 
uh, and then we'll get into some of the uh, remedies that you see, that you've seen, that's effective, that may take into account or replace eventually some of this allopathic uh, pharmaceutical drugs that are being pushed down our, our throats every day. We'll be right back with Dr. Rhett Bergeron. He's uh, over at the realhealthmedical.com. Check his site out, realhealthmedical.com. If you want to, uh, you know, you'd probably be so busy here, but I'd, I'd check his website out and see what's going on. Maybe get him as a doc, but um, he may not be able to take you. I don't know. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Hello, my name is Tim Ray, founder of the United Intention Foundation, where we have a forum for people like you who are committed to changing our world for the better. That's why you're here, right? Well, we need volunteers who see themselves as seeds of positive change to raise those around you to a joyful mindset. Here's a place where you can use your skills to be the change you want to see in the world. In addition, what's great at the United Intentions Foundation is you have the ability to develop your skills and gain internship hours and volunteer on several committees and projects such as video editing, marketing, and much, much more. So get started and click that I Want to Volunteer link and start your journey as the newest member of this movement that's changing this world with the power of your intentions. All right, we are back with Dr. Rhett Bergeron, and we are talking about how to find an integrative doc. Well, we found one. He's sitting right here next to me uh, in the studio, and uh, wow, he's out of here in Roswell. I mean, what I, I joked on on our last exit there, how busy you are, but you know, not only you are extremely busy, but you are your practice is thriving in the private market. I mean, there's very little insurance involved in this, right? That is correct. And so here you are. I mean, I, you know, you probably have a waiting list for out the door. Uh, and if that's not the indicator that integrative medicine is here to stay, I don't know what is, where you're making uh, a li great living on all private pay money. People are willing to pay private pay money, let go of their insurance, because now everybody has to have insurance, right? <laughs> um, and, and, and because why? Why are, they willing, why are they willing to let go, not have the insurance pay for it, and pay out of their pocket? Because there's very little value in the traditional model. Everyone's figured out that they're not getting much for their money. And secondly, they, when you find a therapy or a practitioner or a clinic that can truly help people recover health, it's worth every, every dollar. Well, because isn't it back to you're not managing symptoms, you're actually healing, allowing them to heal? I mean, is yes. that the biggest, I mean, it's like the, the, the proof's in the pudding, honey, you know? C correct, correct. The, uh, the most important thing we try to do is to accomplish true healing a cause of their determine the cause of their symptoms and help the patient take responsibility and change their lifestyle. There are certain cases and individuals that are not quite ready to make the, the full change and take responsibility. So we'll, we will manage their symptoms. You can even use, for example, turmeric. Mm -hmm. It's a, an incredible herbal anti-inflammatory where you can manage arthritis with it. You can cover up the symptoms when it could have been their gluten sensitivity all along. But for the most part, we try to uh, determine the cause and have the patient change their lifestyle and, and truly recover health uh, with you know, not having to live on any type of allopathic approach, whether it's a pharmaceutical or an herbal therapy. And one of the, one of the big benefits of that is the, um, the non-side effects. Correct. Right, or the good side effects. As yeah, you, as the good you effects. Say, and good very, effect. and very, and, you know, anything has potential side effects. But yeah. used appropriately, natural therapies are safe and do not have uh, any significant uh, side effect profile. So I just imagine, you know, you're on commercial for integrated medicine commercial, pharma, and then a pharma, typical pharmaceutical commercial. When they're done going through, you know, take this drug and they go through, you know, you take this antidepressant medication, could cause suicide, could cause, you know, rashes, could cause, and they're finally done, right? And then the integrative doctor comes on and goes, you take this and, uh, you know, the, the side effects is you'll feel better. <laughs> And that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. No side effects. No side effects expected. I mean, it, it is almost. If it wasn't so serious, these damage that these side effects are doing to the drugs, and and you watch these commercials, I laugh. And but I laugh at home. I cry and laugh at the same time because it's like, wow, we are so moronic just to take what they're saying because they're covering their butts, right? And take what they're saying, and they say, take this drug here, and then they go through this list of. I mean, it's this humongous list. It's longer than the list is longer than the freaking commercial, right? And we got to get past the point of laughing at it anymore. We got to get to the point where, well, this is just extremely harmful. I mean, it's totally outrageous. But, uh, and of course, I sound like I'm tainted, right? In favor of integrated medicine, which, um, good, I am. And I think everyone should be. However, 
I do think uh, it behooves us to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of integrative medicine. And, and before we get into how to find an integrative doctor, um, let's talk about some of the you know limitations of integrative medicine. You know, I mean, well, what, the, the obvious limitations are in some acute scenarios, such as uh, major trauma or life-threatening infections, such as bacteria in your blood or bacteria in your brain, uh, meningitis. You need conventional hospital uh, care. and uh, That would not, include antibiotics or... Uh, yes, you know, and, there's, and then there's always natural therapies that can be used in the hospital setting along with these conventional therapies and they will speed the recovery so much faster. But uh, there are obvious uh, scenarios that we need to use, you know, traditional acute care. Uh, so that's without question. Right. Well, I mean, I, I think that's very important too. Now, one thing I have to say from my experience is integrated medicine because it's a couple of reasons, and I'll tell the reasons why I think it's th these things are effective first, and then we'll get into what I consider some problems. Is one, they don't have the big pharma money uh, supporting the experiments and the research R and D for a lot of this. You know, even the biological aspects of it. You have to kind of have somebody who has that sense of, you know, I call it chitty chitty bang bang entrepreneurship, you know, and uh, and it just wants to make something good, you know, and spends all their life money on it and they come with this great product, you know, and, or this great technology. Uh, so they don't have a lot of money going into this research. So the docs are kind of don't have a lot of supporting evidence to but their, their evidence is a circumstantial evidence. Well, it, it's cured. It's gone. You know, that's really more the evidence piece. So there's not a lot of like I could sit here and tell you how how um, you know how the muscle testing works. Other than if you had that experience, you understand how we're bioelectrical you know, energy circulating in a certain you know clockwise direction, and and when it's when it's clogged or is there something blocking it, it causes breakdown and entropy of of the body to whatever degree. But you can't see it; it's invisible, and that's another another uh, limitation. Is a lot of what you all do is invisible. You, you know, you can't see it. It's not like it's a chemical response. All that could be invisible, but yet it's a little more easily measurable, right? So I think that's a limit, limitation. What are the limitations do you see in, in that level? Well, unfortunately, the, the general awareness in the public, mm. they don't have knowledge or experience. So sometimes you could... Some patients, if you if you tap their knee with a hammer and you and you elicit that patella reflux, people just no one ever explained it to them. But because a doctor did it in the past, that must be real. So a muscle test is is uh, unfamiliar to certain you know people, but it is a real reflex and it can be used appropriately. Um, so I think that patients have to under they have to have an open mind when right. they enter this field, and they have to find a practitioner that has a a reputation that they can trust that has a track record of helping other patients and is willing to explain different techniques and therapies to a patient or their family. It may not be a perfectly in-depth explanation because muscle testing is sometimes hard to explain yeah, yeah, yeah. in the context of a, of a limited a consultation. But yeah. uh, I think the patient has to have an open mind, but also has to have a discerning Mind, because even in, in, in allopathic conventional medicine, so many things don't work or have side effects, but no one's ever questioned it. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. I, you know, I didn't think about that, but uh, and I do think having an open mind is critical too. And, and you touched on a couple of interesting points that um, you know that reflex. It's a bioelectrical response. It's, and so it's, it's both a energetic, energetic, and it's connected to our bodies. So right. it's an energetic and physical phenomenon right where you tap on your knee and the leg moves out and that's totally explainable right well you know that's it, to me and and the muscle testing with the the body doesn't lie right and your mind can lie you know and to sit there and explain that to people and, and i wish we had more time on uh to explain some of those details on these shows but even in an hour i don't know if you could do it in an hour or could you i mean muscle testing or how our bio bioelectrical field works you i know? think we could have a great show yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly we schedule that we schedule that all right we'll do that so um okay so some of the ugly parts of the integrated medicine i see too is because of the limit limitations of funds and also because of the the lack of certain experiments to verify some of the conclusions although i do think in europe and other countries they have a lot like you know i was talking to dr cowden he was telling me that europe has a lot of bioelectrical uh, experiments conclusions that are very valid and, and experiment and uh scientifically method proof methodly proven 
But in our states here, the United States, we're not allowed to incorporate that because of the, you know, I call them, you know, the big hit squad. You know, then these guys, they don't want anybody messing with their chemical pharmaceutical response here. Not even truth. Uh, to me, that is uh, just like wrong on every level. But it's it's a crime against humanity because you're 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 not allowing people to heal themselves of, by getting educated to learn how to heal themselves. And we have proof out there, but we're just not allowed to incorporate it on a on a mass level in in, in the states here. But I would say this though, the the uh, the the tide is changing. All right, there is what a an op- what an optimist a steadily growing um, arena of different medical associations. Even the medical societies in in most states are allowing uh, freedom and allowing opportunity, and they're not pursuing after alternative practitioners unless. These practitioners are making outrageous claims or they have their complaints filed against them. In every state, the trend is growing and there are more associations of physicians. There's a growing number of naturopathic doctors and chiropractors and acupuncturists and holistic medical doctors. And there's a growing number of clinics being put together to incorporate all of these modalities together. I've seen that too, you know. So there is good news. All right. And no, no, listen, I'm with you 100%. I, I just like, for example, people have to realize just a handful of years ago, doctors were disappearing, you know, and they really wasn't, I don't think, doing anything uh, outrageously claim things, just that they were actually curing things and people didn't like to hear that and see that. Um, and you have, you know, you, I'm sure I met to every doctor I spoke to has their, their war story of what they've been through. I'm sure you have your war story, right? You want to share anything what happened to you in the past or? You know, your concerns, you know. Well, for example, I had a a family who uh, consulted with me probably 10 years ago for for a Lyme disease recurrence. And I uh, used uh, muscle testing to quickly validate the diagnosis because the family didn't have insurance. And I thought that repeating a laboratory test would be really a waste of their money and the and the patient had had recurrent episodes, so I used Lyme disease. I mean, uh, muscle testing to confirm her diagnosis. It was already obviously clinically, yeah. and so immediately when the patient left my office, they decided to file a complaint. Ooh, now the complaint was was dropped once I provided information from a medical seminar that I had gone to. The medical board completely dismiss the complaint <laughs> because there I was appealing to my training. There was evidence. Uh, this was part of a group of, of physicians. So they, they didn't pursue it. Right. Yeah. They didn't want to open up that can of worms, but you know, so I, often I hear that I have one doctor, I interviewed Dr. Tennant. I'm sure you know him. He starts out his whole conversation when he first, he talked about anything. He goes, I just need to uh, let you know that I have my license in uh, you know Texas, but I practice out of Louisiana or whatever. I don't remember what it, he has this protocol he has to say because people, the AMA and the, and the different groups are trying to discredit these integrative doctors. At least they haven't more so in the past. Maybe they're loosening up, but uh, they try to discredit them. And some doctors like Dr. Andy Wakefield and uh, Dr. Um, Judy Mikovits, they have their license taken away for speaking the truth. So, I mean, people have to realize the extent that they went to. And now you're telling me, I mean, I'm talking also about doctors who are disappearing last four years ago. And we, I talk about that often, but um, you're telling me that you think that tide has changed. I think, I think it's absolutely changed Uh, 30 and 40 years ago. Physicians were severely persecuted, but the public has driven this open mindedness Uh, so much. And there are so many more physicians that are going into this integrated field Mm -hmm. that really the, the, the authorities are not attacking as a general rule. They're not attacking holistic practitioners unless they're making outrageous claims, unless they're uh, really uh, putting people's lives at at obvious jeopardy and making mistakes. Uh, And the other thing is that sometimes you don't provoke a sleeping tiger. Yeah, you don't provoke, yeah. you know, uh, a hornet nest. And so some some medical practitioners, holistic practitioners, will continuously uh, poke at the other side. Well, yeah, sometimes yeah. that's not the wisest thing to do, especially when they could crush you with one little finger. You know. So, what is the future of big pharma, in your opinion? I think it doesn't look 
great for them. <laughs> I do believe they're Sorry. they are trying to uh, get involved with the nutritional world and regulate that as much as possible because they see the billions of dollars uh, every year, the growing market that the American public and worldwide are, are spending on supplements to be healthy. So I think they would like to control the natural pharmacy uh, market. But I do believe that the next generation, millennials, and they're not going to stand for pharmaceutical drugs. And I think in the next 15 to 30 years, it will, could be very bleak for pharmaceutical companies. It's almost like <coughs> excuse me, that they're desperate, like they're upping all the potency of the, you know, the oxycotons, oxycotons. They're, they're upping all this different potency where now you have to be more concerned about legal drugs than you, can, than you have to be about illegal drugs, it seems. So, I mean, so it's almost like they're in a desperate move right now. They're trying to, uh, you know, just do that. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're just pushing the commercials. They're, you know, and, and, you know, they're perhaps not hurting people anymore like they were or whoever was doing it. But my point is that, it, the the if the more desperate they become, the more it's going to expose their underbelly of their of what they're doing. Because because my understanding is once you really bring in bioelectrical understanding of our healing process, it it, it just makes the whole chemical response null, null and void to a certain degree. Well, when when patients when the when the public and and doctors begin to evaluate potential therapies based on the electrical response. It really impacts because you can determine if a certain therapy or substance, it's it's energetic effect in the body. And if it's going to be negative, it generally will not have a beneficial effect on the body. Mm. And with that in mind, it, it starts to, to really remove things off the table as far as a treatment option. Right. All right. So uh, how do we find it? What, what do you look for an integrated doctor? I had somebody say, well, you want to find a doctor who's in shape, you know? <laughs> That's one of the criteria she told me. She says, you know, why do you want a doctor who's out of shape? Because, you know, they're hanging on. They're probably taking some blood pressure medication. And, uh, you know, but I mean, what, what's your take? Well, I think that um, because of the Internet, yeah. uh, you can, you know, people can, can search for integrative practitioners uh, in every part of this country, and I think they're becoming fairly easy to find. Number one, uh, number two, I think that when you call uh, certain offices to to inquire about being a patient, you want to uh, look for testimonials uh, from their for their patients. You want to look for feedback. You want to get a, a feel in the community from different kinds of therapists and. And health food stores often will know who are the best doctors. So I think you have to um, look at the kind of therapies that are being offered on someone's website. There's also different associations of physicians. There's the American Academy uh, of Integrative Medicine. There's the American Academy of Preventive Medicine. There's the American Academy of Environmental Medicine. And so there's a, a, a growing number of, of, of physician groups that I think will lend credibility to uh, the ability of different physicians and who you should trust and, and who you should go see. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's happening and it's out there. And so people want to, uh, you know, learn more too. I'd recommend you go to the realhealthmedical.com. That's Dr. Bergeron's outfit. That's just uh, remarkable growing in it. And I'm sure you could refer people out to wherever they may be. And we, and we our patients have family members all over the, the, the U.S. And so they're constantly asking us, who can we go to in Iowa yeah. or Maine? Yeah. And so through my personal relationships or through different resources or groups that I'm a part of, uh, it's, it's really somewhat easy to find a good experienced practitioner that they can trust. Right. Well, you heard that from the doctor's mouth there. So let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the, uh, some of the typical, not typical, but somewhat you, you, you utilize the certain um, herbs and certain solutions for typical illness, chronic illnesses that people have. Let's say uh, the flu. Well, for the flu, it depends. We like to be proactive. And when, when our patients use homeopathic flu remedies during the course of the flu season, most of them will testify that they will never get the flu. And if they do, it is so mild, it lasts a few hours to a day, and it's gone. Wow. In other courses, we've had uh, patients who be, will get the flu, start immediately taking a homeopathic flu remedy every hour, and it will last also a very short amount of time. 
And then there's other patients who feel like the flu really hit them hard. And we'll use a, a form of oxidative therapy that could be diluted intravenous hydrogen peroxide or intravenous ozone or intravenous silver or intravenous high-dose vitamin C. Any one of these can literally knock out a virus or the flu, and a person can be um, back at normal pace within a day or maybe two at the most. Mm, yeah, big farmer doesn't like that competition for Tamiflu. So uh, what's some of the preventative? You said earlier that some of the preventative um, preparing for the flu season. What can they do to prepare for the flu season? Well, again, I mentioned that there are homeopathic flu remedies. And, yeah. for example, there's a yeah, French yeah. company by the name of Boron, B-O-I-R-O-N. It, uh, it makes this particular homeopathic remedy that you take twice a week as a preventive course. But we also tell, uh, encourage our patients, make sure there's zinc levels and their vitamin D levels and even vitamin A. I mean, we could go through a whole list of potential, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C and vitamin A, probably some of the most important basic nutrients to make your immune system, make sure it's strong and functional. Right, right. Um, make sure a person's getting enough rest. Anyone who's burnout, stressed out, overworked, underslept, is going to have a weak immune system, and they're probably going to catch the flu um, and have a much more severe case. Yeah, you know, I was just – I was losing my voice the other day, and, and I realized, well, I just you know, I wasn't getting enough sleep. I was getting maybe five hours sleep, six hours, and so I had a good night's sleep last night. I'm like, wow, it's back. I mean, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to take anything. I just, I just have to sleep. <laughs> Correct. Sleep is very, very important. <laughs> you know? One of the things that I was taught in my residency training by older staff physicians who were in, in private practice in the community, they'd come in once a week to train physicians, was that in, in, in elderly patients with either uh, lung or heart disease, they were very cautious about recommending flu vaccines because they had seen recur repeatedly a number of deaths. And this was 25 years ago they told me this. Wow. So, and so that's not – that wasn't unique to just those physicians. Yeah. That's not a new phenomenon, but unfortunately, no one says that. So one of the one of the most important things that in the elderly, particularly if you have any chronic disease or heart or lung disease, you probably want to be very very careful about ever taking a flu vaccine. And then of course, if you do take flu vaccines, there are nutritional natural ways to to, to help detox protect you. From any of the side effects of a flu vaccine, okay. and remember this to the public: it's one of the it's one of the vaccines that often has mercury remaining in it. Can you believe that mercury still in the freaking vaccines? I mean, it's still put in teeth in Georgia. It's legal still to put mercury in teeth in Georgia. This is you know this is why the, I hate to tell you, and this is my my opinion, but why dentists have the highest suicide rate because they have the Mad Hatter's disease, the mercury disease. You know, I mean, guys, and I recommend every dentist out there. We and I know. Um, uh, one of our dentists comes on here, does too, is get tested for mercury poisoning. You may be surprised. That's what's going on. So, um, yeah, that's, I, that's, that's great information. And uh, now you said, you said earlier, turmeric. Like, what's, the, what's the healing power of turmeric? Well, it is an uh, extract of, uh, of a curcumin, and it has so many properties, but the basic, um, the basic benefits are it's anti-inflammatory. Mm -hmm. So it's a natural method to control inflammation. Uh, and inflammation is the key to most of our chronic disease pathways. Right. Well, you know, that's inflammation is a problem. And because of the load grade infection creates the inflammation and we get back from this last break. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, about gluten. Why gluten free diets are the, are, are the buzz, right? Right. It's going on right now. We'll be right back. But Dr. Bergeron you can reach him at health, health, medical.com realhealthmedical.com we'll be right back talking about gluten-free diets you are listening to the good intention show sponsored by the united intentions foundation and unitedintentions.org a virtual community where you learn to create track and manifest your passions one intention at a time all right, we are back with Dr. Bergeron here from Roswell, Georgia. You can reach him at realhealthmedical.com. Check him out. This guy's brilliant. He's uh, changing, not changing lives, he's healing lives, <laughs> uh, along with the patient who could only heal themselves. So uh, we left off. Uh, one thing I want to mention before I get yelled at here, uh, page, go to our patreon.com page, P-A-T-R-E-I-O. 
E-O-N backslash UI Radio Network. That's what it was, UI Radio Network. And we have incredible shows on there all the way from uh, our, um, I think that we have Bruce Lipton on there as well as uh, our MK, MK Ultra Survivor, high-level survivor, Elisa E, talking about her torturous life and the multiple personalities it's really great information that you can hear on fm radio uh you go to our patreon page and sign up and you'll hear stuff that will just blow your mind all right so we are back with dr bergeron and we're talking about gluten-free diets i mean it, it's 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 the uh what do they say call that it's the fad it's the, the rage the rage that's it the rage it's the rage you know <laughs> why well, is it the rage well i think there are a couple reasons um first of all there is a growing awareness of Many people who do not tolerate gluten and they're having uh, obvious – What is gluten? Tell by gluten, gluten is. is a particular protein in, for example, wheat. So it's in breads and cakes and cookies and so many processed foods that have any form of glute, of uh, wheat in them will, ha- will contain gluten. And part of the issue is that it's probably the – GMO modification. I was going to say uh, gly- glyphosate um, uh, additives that are causing this, but uh, there's some people that have genetic uh, predispositions to react to, to not tolerate gluten. And secondly, the American diet and the overuse of antibiotics has changed our intestinal system. And so there's this low-grade chronic inflammation. There's this leaky gut syndrome. And so we're becoming more reactive to foods in general and also to gluten. So that's the the reason it's a concern is because so many people are affected by it. And it's not uncommon for someone to avoid gluten and most of their symptoms go away. Their stomach aches, their headaches, their fatigue. The bloating. Yes. So it, it uh, it's it's uh, most most people with any sort of intestinal or chronic illness should should try to match their symptoms to what they eat. Ask yourself, how do I feel after I eat? <laughs> and and avoid certain avoid egg for ten days or gluten for ten days or sugar for ten days and see what happens before and after. And so it's the rage because Americans are waking up to the fact yeah. that their food is making us sick. And that often the answer to restoring their health is to take responsibility and change their lifestyle and diet. You know, see, when I look back in the day, gluten has always been around. I mean, say 1800s, early 1900s, gluten was always in the food. People ate bread, although they were much more meat eaters and skinnier, right? Um, But I have to say, I would not be surprised that that culprit is glyphosate. I would not be surprised that somehow, you know, screwing up our whole process there and and adding all this all the all the issues to it i mean uh, it's just to me it's just we we've, we've had gluten all the time but i'm on a gluten-free diet and i tell you, i never felt any better i'm also on a non, i'm on a non-dairy diet too i don't do dairy anymore i'll, I'll do like almond milk and so uh, those two alone and then re- reduction of sugar let me a little alcohol here and there but you know reduction of sugar i i, I think that that three that three perfect storm there has, has been one of the reasons why I feel so freaking great every day. Well, I think t- two factors is that uh, as, a, as Americans, we, we're such in a rich, blessed country that we can have all the food we want. Yeah. So we, we overindulge. And secondly, the food's been modified. Yeah. And it's emptied of a, of a lot of its nutrients. So we're sort of poisoning ourselves. And we need to be much more discerning and careful and disciplined in what we're eating if we're going to maintain our health yeah well it shows and uh, i'm so glad that a good portion of your practice is based on nutrient nutrition because it is really the ultimate solution i mean that's and and we just take it for granted so much don't we we just don't just... I, I like to often say it's one it's one of the starting places in recovering your health nutrition may not cure every condition for example if you're really full of mercury well just changing your diet may not uh, effectively lower your mercury levels yeah. but it's all it's but nutrition in your diet is always a starting point for every single patient that comes to our clinic wow well dr bergeron it's been fantastic having you on the show today uh your brilliance and and the fact that you're stepping out and you're stepping up and you're taking care of patients who are and you're showing them a whole nother way of of approaching he- healing and health is 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 such a uh, tremendous honor you know to know you and, and and i know there's thousands of you out there doing that but you're doing it and you're sharing information on air now and i'm so glad and i hope you continue doing this because right now this 1% needs to be 2% and then 10% and then 100% eventually 
financially. So uh, just keep it going. Any support the foundation can do for you, just let us know. Thank you for the privilege of being here, and thank uh, United Intentions for what you're doing. Oh, fine. Thank you very much. Uh, you got, you want to reach Dr. Uh, Rhett Bergeron, you can reach him at realhealthmedical.com, realhealthmedical.com. Thank you, guys. Tonight, remember, 5 o'clock, I have uh, Jimmy Church. Come, no, no, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow's show, I think, is uh, Jimmy Church coming in from coast to coast. And I think I got booked on Coast to Coast uh, on uh, the 15th or something coming up in March. So I'm looking forward to that and uh, getting the word out there, too. What a, gr- what a great week. What a great week we have coming up. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we'll see you in uh, tomorrow. You have been listening to The Good Intention Show on the UI Radio Network. The Good Intention Show is sponsored by the United Intentions Foundation at unitedintentions.org. Look for us on Blog Talk, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, and many more. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram under United Intentions, and on Twitter at Higher Intention. Be sure to log on to UnitedIntentions.org, a virtual community where you learn to create, track, and manifest your passions, one intention at a time. Have a wonderful day, and until next time, live life with intent. The United Intentions Foundation and its associates take no responsibility for the opinions and statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. You can check out who's on, when we're on, and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views and opinions expressed by Angel Heart Radio hosts, guests, co-hosts and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.